Welcome to Kick Back with Chris, the martial arts podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode. I um, hope you're all doing well and you're managing to, uh, those who are in the UK anyway, you're managing to get through the summer holidays unscathed. There's uh, martial arts instructors out there will know this is a really funny time for our schools to get these sort of really random sort of blips of really busy classes and then completely empty classes. Uh, I've been around doing this now for a long time, so gone are the days of the utter panic when you have nobody in class. Um, but yeah, it's a uh, it's always a tricky time. Uh, Science to see lots of people out there promoting and pushing ready for back to school, which is really cool to see. And it's something actually I'm going to touch on a little bit later on uh, in a section I'm going to be doing today. Um, but first of all, I wanted to go through um, bits that have been going on through this week, uh, starting with um, the news of the um, Conor McGregor-Khabib fight that's been announced. Um, I think it's one of those things that kind of well, we kind of saw it coming, really, I suppose. Um, I've always been, what well, I've been, look, right from the whole sort of um, chair, trolley, whatever it was, um, bus window incident. Um, I've been I've been waiting for this one to get announced, really, to be fair. It's, um, it's very clear, well, I think it's clear, anyway, that there's a, there was, there was a little bit of um, thought, let's say, went into that whole incident, and um, the amount of, the amount of, footage cameras that that just so happen to be around anyway let's not go down that whole route too much but let's just say it's one of those fights that i know um a lot of people are really really excited i've had a number of my own students now let, let's get this out of the way straight away i am by no means some sort of ufc like aficionado or anything or expert um but I have my opinion on it, like a lot of people do, and I think it's one of those. It's really, I think it's hard to call. I mean, they're, they're both experts in their own um, field, um, and who who's going to come out on top? I really don't know. It's it's one of those. It's one of those really really weird ones. Who would have thought that the McGregor Aldo fight would have gone as it did as quickly as it did? So. You know, if McGregor gets that left hand in quick, who knows what's going to happen. But, yeah, well, I suppose we'll all find out on September the 6th. And I know there's going to be a lot of hype building up to this one. And no doubt there'll be other bits of news that will pop up leading up to it that we'll no doubt end up covering on the podcast. Um, next up, I've got some news with regards to... These, these are actually really good events that I used to attend years ago um, uh, with an old friend of mine, um, actually a work colleague, and he was an instructor at school I was training at for a while as well, um, Mr. Andy Crittenden, um, who runs the Revolution Martial Arts Networking events in Doncaster. Now, um, the really cool thing about these events is uh, these... These were going on. Well, I think I'm trying to think how far back they were. I think it was around about 2012. I think, um, maybe even before then, to be honest. And it was it started out life as a group of instructors from all around the country, from very very different schools. Some from like huge franchises, some from from smaller once a week based setups. We'd come together and we'd just share ideas, usually over a big tin of biscuits and plenty of coffee. Um, and but over over the years we sort of we've all got busy with our own things and the 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 networking event sort of it didn't break down it's just that we couldn't really organise the time to get together again and do it and um, well Andy's just announced on Facebook which I'm you know I'm actually really pleased to see because they are as I say they're really cool little events um, that on August the thirty first uh, eleven eleven a.m. till two p.m. at a school in Doncaster Balby to be exact at the Andy Crittenden Martial Arts Academy. Um, 
they're going to be doing uh, another one of these revolution martial arts networking events and sort of things that well it's it's hard to say for sure what's going to be covered because it really does depend on where the conversation goes but people tend to throw their own ideas in the hat and then everybody um you know sort of goes to and fro and not not everybody will agree on all the things all of the time but that's that's kind of one of the cool things about it you know you get to get different ideas you know in, as i say in the past we've had some people there that come from like you know multiple school ownerships or franchise setups that they obviously have their very unique take on how they run their businesses um versus some people with you know much much smaller setups who through their own choice and completely intentionally have decided to keep their schools smaller um which is absolutely nothing wrong with it at all and i can completely understand and um, so yeah you know if you're interested in getting involved I'll, i'm going to link the um the details to the event in the show notes um, get in touch with Andy and the, the guys there and and, uh, and come along um, and it's again a stress it's not one of those a lot of times people get put off going to events like this because they think that there's going to be things come up that they don't understand or don't know about but that's kind of the whole point you know we get there we learn we share ideas we share how we've sort of overcome different problems and it's and it, it's it's good to do that because it, it helps you to realize that you're not on your own and um, that other people do have these same problems and you know, when there's multiple people around the table, it's often a really good way to find solutions. Um, so the next, the next bit of news we've got is um, the queue-up event. And I've actually already covered this um, a couple of weeks ago, but I wanted to share it again because I do believe it's a really, really good event um, run by uh, Steve Timpley. Um, and it's actually the um, Knives and Edge Weapon Awareness so basically they're covering everything to do with bladed weapons and uh, it's really in this day and age sadly it's it's really valuable information to have um steve really does know his stuff and i've been along to a couple of his courses in the past in various different forms and i can tell you guys that it's it's really good stuff and it's definitely definitely worth getting involved with and the course itself is going to be running another friend of mine his school uh called steve smith he's based up in catterick at the progressive martial arts academy and um, as i say it's on the 19th of august if you get in touch with steve um on facebook steve timpley i'm sure that he'll be able to get all the details to you and and arrange all the information that you need on that same subject actually uh, speaking to steve timpley uh, earlier today um he's told me that um coming up in the next sort of week or so is going to be launching a new um well a new new platform basically for the uk um it's the uh, self-defense and martial arts alliance and Let's just say there's going to be lots of cool stuff in there for school owners, for martial artists across the UK. So um, just keep a close eye on this one because when Steve does something, he doesn't do it by halves. So I know he's put a lot of time into this one. So just really keep an eye on it. Um, something for myself now. This is a cool one. Um, it was a, it was unexpected. It just it kind of came up at the last minute. And it's actually one of the reasons why this podcast has gone out a little bit late this week. Um, Earlier this week, I was invited onto uh, another podcast um, by Mr. Sandy Holt, um, based in Bolton. It was actually at Bolton FM's radio uh, studio, which is really cool. I've never been there before. Um, and I spoke to Sandy for, it was about an hour. We had, we had a brief technical hiccup in the middle where the, the live feed went down. Now, he actually does his podcast a little bit differently in that he uses um, Facebook live video, which I've never... I've never come across anybody doing it quite this way before. Um, very, very interesting. It, obviously, it gets the podcast out there immediately, and with the added pressure in that, obviously, it's live. So um, that was that was. Now I've done I've done live stuff before, so it didn't really. I didn't really worry me in that respect too much, but um, it's just a very unique take on on podcasting, and uh, it was quite an interesting experience. With the video itself is actually split into two because. 
unfortunately with technology these things do fail sometimes and the live stream went down about i think it was about 15 minutes in um but ever the pro sandy got it back on very quickly and we carried on with the discussion but yeah if you um if you're interested in going along i'll put to have a look i'll put the uh, the link in the show notes and it's just myself chatting about you know my career and um views on the industry and sandy's view and it's it's, it's cool stuff so go check it out um earlier this month i believe it was or was it last month I can't quite remember. But anyway, not long ago, um, let's just say that, keep it safe, uh, we had Mark Strange on the show and uh, as part of his interview, he was, t- he was telling us about his upcoming uh, production, Redcon 1. Um, the trailer has just dropped on social media, uh, so across Facebook and YouTube and all that sort of thing, uh, with the release date of the 28th of September. Now, um, I urge you, <laughs> go check out this trailer. It's really cool, guys. It's really cool. So, look, if I just sort of, I don't know, I'll, I'll, I'll give you, I'll give you the, the, the information in really short terms. So, if you take martial arts, guns, nunchucks, and zombies, that's, that's what you're looking at, guys. I mean, this is, it looks like a really cool, really good, fun film. Um, one to check it. If you look, if you like, if you like martial arts, guns, nunchucks, and zombies, you're gonna love this film. Um, so yeah, I'll post the link to the trailer in the show notes so you can go along and have a look and um, check it out for yourselves. And obviously, if you could share it as well, that's always good. Share these things. Um, you know, it helps to secure uh, the future for you know further films from the same studios and the same performers later on down the line. Um. Another one I've spoken about briefly in the past, um, Gordon Bircham, who's also been on the show, um, has been, well, it's actually, it was today, or was it yesterday evening? Anyway, he launched information for his second uh, martial arts business extreme event, what they call Mavex. Um, I, w- I was there at the first one. Um, I actually filmed the first one for him. And um, yeah, it's, guys, if you're in the industry, if you're a martial arts instructor, if you're looking to sort of scale, grow your school, um, or you're looking to to do more with your existing school, which is kind of where I am with it. I'm not looking to sort of scale or grow my school, but I am very much looking for the different ways to, to expand on what I'm already offering, then this event is for you guys. It's not, it's very difficult to kind of explain it, but it's not just about... Um, like teaching instructors to teach there's a lot of other subtle stuff in there as well um you know from uh, advertising to sort of mindset that sort of thing uh, so there's a there's a there's a wide variety of different things there's some fantastic um speakers going to be there um so you go go check out the information again it's in the show notes um i believe the event itself is in november um and they've just launched some priority tickets so if you if you're interested in getting on obviously with all these things there are perks if you get tickets early um so again consider this one an investment guys it's it's really really worth te- checking out and i would urge everybody to go along and have a look um good friend of mine and friend of the show and a, and a guest as well who's been on uh, mr tony pillage at the minute as i'm sure look, most of you are aware um tony's having a really tough time at the minute with um fighting um is the various issues he's got going on with cancer um and guys this guy is a total total warrior um i'm sure um, some of you have seen some of the videos he's been posting, posting um, and it's just what a brave guy. Um, now he needs our help as a community, um, and you know I know a lot of people have already um, got involved with different things, but 
this guy does so 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 much for the martial arts community and the wider community some of which i'll touch on a little bit in, in a couple of minutes but the videos that the videos that he's been sharing this guy's been sharing videos of his treatment whilst he's in hospital and the issues that he's going through the reality of his situation okay which is a really really bad one and that yet he shares this with everybody to help spread the word um and so far um he believes he's and I and, and I've seen some of these messages and things as well. Um, he's helped over six hundred people, or should I say, six hundred people have said that they're going to stop smoking off the back of seeing his videos on Facebook. I mean, I'm sure you'll agree that that is just absolutely fantastic news. That you know, six hundred people are committed now to stopping smoking off the back of seeing Tony's Tony's videos. Now let's let's deal with the reality of this this is a horrible horrible situation for tony to be in you know if we can help him in any way with his treatment to help him carry on this fight his own personal fight and off the back of that help even more people commit to stopping smoking then that's worth chucking a few quid at surely absolutely now on top of this um another another reason to get behind this earlier in the week uh, on tony's radio show he has a radio show in his hometown um he had on Somebody who he doesn't personally divide the community. That's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is opinions on him sort of divide the community. Um, Mr. Matt Fidesz, who runs a huge, huge national, in fact, a world franchise. Now, um, I've had look. I'll be straight up. I've had my clashes with him on certain issues in the past. Um, I have massive respect for what he's done with his business and how he's scaled his schools. And nobody can take that away from him. Some of the opinions that he shared on, on, on things outside of martial arts, I wasn't overly keen on, and we did actually have a little bit of a sort of a clash on that one. But again, respect to him for, for what he has done, uh, for what he's done with his business. Um, but Tony had him on his show, and I thought, I personally felt that that is an amazing example to the community as a whole on how, although we all have different ideas, we all have different approaches, that there is, there, there's martial arts for everybody in, in different guises and, um, and how we can all sort of get something from different things. And I'm hoping that this is the start of something you know wider that the community itself can we can be a little bit less fragmented and maybe come together a little bit more um and this is probably something we can talk on in a future show but for now what i would say i would urge is if you can go along and donate a few quid or maybe have a, have a bucket in your school do an event something to help get involved this is helping out this is this is obviously helping tony is is in itself is amazing but this is becoming something bigger now and um you know I, I, again as i go back to that number 600 people 600 people off the back of the videos that Tony has shared have, 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 have said they're going to give up smoking. So, you know, let martial arts community out there, wider community, let's get involved with this one and help out. Um, now, uh, on the same subject of, of fundraising, um, coming up on, let me see the day, I've got, I've got to get this right because I'm involved with this one. Um, October the 7th, this is an all-day one between 10, 10 in the morning and 5 in the afternoon. Um, there's a Leicestershire martial arts gathering um, and this one, um, this one, um, and I actually didn't write down all the information, which is really unprofessional of me. <laughs> but this one's hosted by Mr. David Hector. This is somebody I've met. He's taken part in my workshops in the past. Um, is a friend through the industry. And there are. I'm going to. Ah, here we go. I found the list on Facebook. I always rely on Facebook to save today. 
Um, so, just looking at the information here. Uh, doors open at 9.30 with a warm-up at 9.50. The first session at 10 is with Mr. Mark Deacon, uh, running through, let me see, it says kickboxing from Neil Fisher, Urban Martial Arts and Mark Deacon, Deacon's Martial Arts Fitness Centre. Uh, 11 a.m. session two, fight defence from Danny Bigley. Uh, lunch break, and then me, they've listed me as a special guest instructor, which is, uh, look, I'm no one special. I, I just flap my legs around a little bit and talk. <laughs> but no, I really do appreciate that, guys. Uh, so 12.15 till 2, um, I'm going to be going through all the different kicking work, and, and I'm going to try not to break anyone's legs too much for the rest of the seminar. Um, from 2, we've got an MMA session for Mr. Richard Moon at 360 MMA Loughborough. Uh, session 5 is Rob Phelps doing jiu-jitsu. Session 6 is boxing with Luke Wortley, I believe it is. Um, tickets are twenty pounds for the day, which is an absolute bargain for all that time from ten a.m. till five p.m. Total bargain. One pound from each ticket sale will be going to Tony Pillage's Cancer Fighting Funds, and another pound from every ticket sale will be going to the JC Dragons Heart Europe uh, Fund. So that's Jackie Chan's charity that I work with. Um, on top of that, what I will say is fifty pounds from my fees will be going uh, directly to Jackie's charity as well. So. Everybody wins. You're going to get a, a, a look, guys. You're going to be able to walk properly for a week after all that. <laughs> it's going to be an awesome. But it's, it's oh, and as well, and we'll stress they're saying this one. It's suitable for kids and adults. Obviously, do get in touch uh, with the organisers. Um, go through it. Also, have a chat with David. They've got a Facebook page which I will link into the show notes, um, so you can get a little bit more information from there. So we're just going to stop now, just take a quick break, and then we're going to come back in, and I'm going to be going through um, a talking point that's quite. Off. I've had quite a few people ask about this one so i thought i'd get into it today um have a little chat about it and uh, and see if i can help some people out you're listening to kick back with chris the martial arts podcast brought to you by www.onlinekicking.co.uk okay so um one of the things that i do get requested quite a lot through the website and through messaging is uh, to have talk about this subject of running a full-time school now it's actually been suggested uh, we did a, a, an episode oh man about 10 episodes back now um where i took questions and uh, over over the entire episode um but this one is still it's one of those questions that consistently keeps coming back and just really quickly before I carry on, if you can hear anything in the background, this monumental thunderstorm has just started. <laughs> so that's for all the background noises, if you can hear it. Um, but yeah, um, this this question has come up time and time again, which is how do I open a full-time school or how do I transition from uh, my uh, part-time school, so maybe once a week, to a full-time centre? Now, what I will say here, a little disclaimer, I am not a business coach. Okay, I am not claiming to be a an expert in in running schools. And this is one of my little bugbears. I think one that I actually covered a, a couple of episodes back. Actually, is people that pop up as consultants all of a sudden. I'm not becoming a consultant. All I'm going to do is kind of give you my take on how I got my school running. Um, so a little little bit of background, really, first before I do go any further. So, um, I. I turned full time as, as an instructor in 1999. I actually worked for uh, both uh, Master Kim Stones and Master Stuart Wilkes at their two schools based in Doncaster. Um, now, after that, I actually you know worked at a number of other schools after working with them. But at the time, they were two of two of arguably the UK sort of biggest in school numbers and income generating. I would say uh, two of the biggest schools um, in in the country. Um, and they actually, you know, the, the the school owners themselves, instructors, actually ran a number of courses and and consultancy groups and stuff on how on how to you know um, 
upscale or uh, to make more money, should we say, from from your school. Now, that was val- look, valuable experience for me, massive experience, and I'm, you know, as I've said before in previous podcasts, I'm super thankful for that experience. It allowed me to get an idea of, of potentially how I could run my school or how I could perhaps maybe run things a little bit differently if some of the things that I liked, didn't like, that sort of thing. Because at the end of the day, we're all different. We all have different ideas. We're all on different life journeys. So um, that's, now that's covered, um, my school um, actually opened in 2002. And um, I'll say this straight away, when I opened up, I, I didn't I didn't do things right um, in that I took a massive, well, maybe it was right, who knows, but I took a massive leap. I found a building. I decided to go for the building full-time. Um, uh, we, we signed the agreement. We went in. And when I opened up on day one, I had absolutely no students, none at all, Okay. Um, now you've got to remember this is before the days of social media. Okay, so we were relying on leafleting, posters, word of mouth, school visits, stuff that's all still relevant. But it was a very, very different, different market, different industry. Uh, times are different then, obviously. Um, and I, obviously, I managed to make it work. Um, so on on that basis, that's why I feel that you know some of this information is is going to be relevant and, and helpful to, to some people out there. Um, so things to consider, uh, I feel, when you first open in your school, okay, initially what you've got to do is you've got to recognize your target market. Who is it that your your school is aiming for, aiming to, for as students? Who, who do you want to teach? Okay, that's super, super important. Sometimes you see... You see uh, instructors and school owners out there, they're struggling because they can't quite identify who it is they want their school to appeal to, okay? And obviously that is super important because that's going to influence a lot of things from, you know, from your advertising to your location, you know, and that that really is the first thing. Now, I, I with my school, um, initially when, when it first opened, we were, and although we do still teach to a, a wide, a wide variety of ages. Initially, um, there was more of a push towards adults than kids, and over the years, that's modified. I've modified that. Well, you know, what, what my aims for the school and the requirements have changed. So have, you know, so have the the target market, shall we say? Um, and you, you need to know that. You need to know that immediately. What you, who who you marketing into now? How does that affect your location? Okay, so I'll give you an example. If you are looking at targeting um, adults and you want your school to be uh, more fight-focused, arguably, to a, to an extent, your location is is less relevant because people they will find they will go and find your school if if, if that's what they're wanting to. As adults, they will go and find your school. As an example, I used to rent out a. Um, a facility in the next town and my days it was it was hard to find and um, if I was a parent with a four-year-old I would not want to be wasting my time wandering around trying to find it go up the stairs around the corner find the fire door down the stairs to the left and it, it was just too difficult to find it was it was way out way and it wasn't in an area that if I was a young mum I wouldn't have felt comfortable in the you know in a November evening in the dark wandering around back alleys trying to find the door so that's 
one reason, okay? Now, if you know for sure that your school is going to be, um, your target market is maybe going to be more primarily kids, think about where your location, are you near to schools, um, you know, are you in there in residential areas, community, that sort of thing, um, that's going to mean that you're more likely to get that age range in. Now, as an example, where I'm located, in, well, my school is located, it's right in the middle of a, a residential area. Which has its ups and downs. Um, the pluses, it's a nice, it's a nice area. Lots of security because there's obviously houses all around. Um, there are potentially customers to draw from 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 all angles because it's all houses. Downsides, parking. You know, understandably, people can get a little bit touchy about parking sometimes. Um, we just had to sort of put our own rules in place to sort of try and uh, work on that. Um, obviously, plus sides to go in down the more sort of. Um, industrial estate route is you get these nice big blank canvases to work with um but they can sometimes depending be a little bit difficult for if you've got young kids you know you're wandering around there's forklift trucks and lorries flying about everywhere it's not always the most hospitable sort of setup so again you have to you have to go out there and you have to look at this really carefully before you commit and jump in okay um Another big thing, uh, you know, obviously, is your finance. You know, how are you going to pay for this? What are you going to do now? It's a really difficult one. It depends on how big you go in, really. I mean, my first school was tiny. I can't emphasise that enough. It was absolutely shed-sized, probably a big enough space for I don't know, maybe six people at a push, seven. Um, and I remember at the time having some instructors going, you can't run it from there. That's never going to work. Well, we made it work. We got to about 80 students. Um, and obviously these were all on monthly fees, which we'll get to in a little bit. And it met, we stayed there for a year. Uh, we negotiated an incredibly flexible lease on the basis that we knew we wouldn't be able to stay there for a long time. It was a, but the building had been empty for a while. The landlord wanted somebody in. You know, so we we worked the details out, and um, say we stayed there for about a year. Then we moved up to a slightly bigger building, okay. Um, and again, we stayed there, super flexible lease. Again, same deal. We knew we weren't going to stay there forever. And um, we got to we were at a hundred and twenty students when we moved out of there. Um, and then fast forward to now, my current student, uh, sorry, my current studio, we're at. 210 students and um which were that's that's where i want to be that was the aim that we wanted to get to around those figures um and this is obviously a much much more expensive location that we're in now um but i built it up slowly because i just look i had to we had to i had to i borrowed from family i borrowed a little bit from the bank a little bit of savings um but but the the biggest thing is I knew I could make it work because I'd obviously seen the other schools that I'd been part of working and how the processes and the systems they had in place had that experience there. So I, I knew I knew I could make it work. So I took that sort of blind leap of faith and and jumped in with with no students on the basis that you know I can make this work. I can make this work. Um, I think at the time I had enough money to sort of keep me going for three months. Um, without any students, after which point would have been tricky. But I'll tell you what, that was a fantastic motivator to make me get off my backside and get going as quickly as possible. 
Um, but as I say, do you know? Don't don't necessarily do what I did, but at the same time, don't keep putting it off on the back of well, what if, what if, what if, what if? You know, what if it does work, but you don't give yourself the opportunity. So if you're sat on the fence and you're thinking about doing it, just look right. If nothing else, look on Facebook. Okay, give yourself a little bit of a um, confidence shot in the arm. And go out, and this is by no means me saying that I run a, a, a top-level school or anything. But fact of the matter is, there are some there are some ridiculously poor quality schools out there running full time that are doing okay. Okay, so if they can do it, why can't you do it? Okay, now that's not me encouraging anybody to go out and send, set up some crappy setup. But what I'm saying is, look, that you can make it work. Absolutely, you can. There's plenty of proof out there. So, if you're a good instructor, good standards, good morals, and you want to make this work, you can make this work. Next thing, advertising. Uh, this, I feel now, it's it's a lot easier, but at the same time, a lot busier. There's a lot more things now going on, um, and the, the, the face of advertising has changed completely since I started out. Um, Top one, you've got social media, you've got Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. We use a combination of all three. Um, the really good thing about this now, and I mentioned Gordon earlier and people like Gordon and there are others as well, um, but there is so, so many courses now, one-day courses, online courses, things that you can go out to do this. Look, let's be honest, if you're super stuck for money, if budget is ridiculously tight, there are YouTube tutorials and a lot of this stuff as well. Um, go out there immerse yourself in learning this stuff is not rocket science if i can learn how to do targeted facebook adverts anybody can okay so don't don't put off learning about it it's completely achievable gone are the days now unless anybody out there knows differently can tell me i'm always happy to hear but in my opinion gone are the days where you can just go out and leaflet now you can't just go out bang out a couple hundred leaflets and expect to fill your school doesn't work anymore got to use a marketing mix so as an example we use leafleting we have targeted facebook ads we have sort of uh, organic facebook adverts you know we have our facebook groups we're always putting content out on there making sure it's relevant content and just keep switching it up we have i have somebody now we have a social media manager in my school that does a fantastic job with our um instagram and twitter they stay on top of that for me um, and do a fantastic job so it's a mix of all sorts of, uh, of different things, but the key is to be consistent. Don't only market when your school's in trouble. You know, if you lose 20 students and you're thinking, oh, crap, what am I going to do? Oh, I'll suddenly do lots of advertising. It doesn't work as well. You've got to be constantly sure, you know, you can ramp it up and turn it down at different times, but you've got to always have it ticking over in the background, okay? The really good thing is, you can always say no to people if you're full and put them on a waiting list. Okay, it's much better that way around than having a mad panic because you need students. And then you're thinking, oh, no, I've, I've lost these students and I've got no money. Now I can't afford to advertise what we're going to, you know, you just just constantly be keeping that advertising ticking over in the background. Um, from experience, I found that works really, really well. Um, a bit of a tricky one for some people now, this one, pricing. Now, quite often, I'll see posts on Facebook from people saying, how much do you charge? Now, for me, this is a personal one, uh, and there are lots of things to consider. All right, uh, quite a divisive one in martial arts is, is pricing. Um, some people feel some schools charge too much. 
and then th- those school owners will then turn around and say well you charge too little and quite a subjective one now things to consider obvious one uh, location and overheads you know uh, fact of the matter is if you're running a school in the south of england you're going to probably be charging more because location is more expensive rates are more expensive um you know outgoings are higher so you know you've got to keep that in mind as well you don't want to be running it so cheap that you end up not being able to run your school because that in effect is it's just as detrimental to everybody at the end of the day um oh, i hate that saying i can't believe we just said that anyway let's pretend i didn't say that never say it again um but you know you've got to charge what is right for you um you know not what's right for the person who's telling you is right i've done that before in the past and i i was charging i was i was charging sometimes there was fees this is straight up honest now this is when i first started out i was charging in a certain way because somebody told me that was how it works and i remember you know we were doing these sign-ups and i'm thinking this just doesn't feel right this doesn't feel right i feel i feel something inside me feels wrong doing this um and for me i then i had to modify it because it didn't sit right with me now that doesn't mean it's wrong if somebody else does it if it sits right with them happy days that's absolutely fine but it didn't work for me which is why i say with your pricing charge what's right for you there's no there's no sort of right or wrong fee the only thing i would say as i said earlier that is wrong is if you're charging so little that you can't actually afford to run your school then it's just detrimental to everyone and something to consider with this when people say when martial artists instructors say oh i don't run it as a business look we need to we need to get rid of that now the second you start to charge it's a business that is the end of the matter okay it it doesn't matter how if you're charging 50p it's a business there is a transaction going on yeah and obviously we all know there are laws in this country with regards to when you're handling money and what you need to do tax wise that sort of thing so look the second you start to take money it is a business that is the way it is so once you've got over that hurdle in your head it makes it so so much easier to look at it objectively and and plan and think about the way things are going i'll openly admit i made some decisions in the past with my previous sort of um, the structure of my memberships that presented me with a headache three or four years down the line because of how I'd set things up. I didn't go into detail in that another time later on, another day. But just, you know, don't don't make decisions based on, if there's a school two miles away from you that charges £60 a month, don't go, oh, well, we'll charge 40 then because... Because we're cheaper, people come to us. Because it just does not work like that. It doesn't work like that. If you look at look at people when they go into a shoe shop, for example, like a sports shop, and they look and they go, they look at the trainers on the top row, and you know, oh, they they cost one hundred nineteen pounds, so they must be better than the ones that are twenty pounds at the bottom. And that's just the way society generally as a whole. Not everybody, but the majority work now. Now that's not me encouraging you to charge higher rates, but what I am saying is. Don't think, oh, I'll charge less, so that means more people come to me, because it just doesn't work that way at all. You know, you've got to remember that it's a very service service driven industry, and it's 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 more about the experience and and the service that you provide. That's the that's the most important thing. And if you can provide that value, then students will pay. Okay, um, 
as I've said before, the, some of the bits that don't sit right with me are... And again, look, if you do this, this is not me judging you. This is, well, okay, maybe I am. I don't know. I'd, uh, I, look, I'm not thinking bad things of you when I put it that way. I'm just saying it doesn't work for me. It doesn't sit with me. If you're locking four-year-old... No, if you're locking the parents of four-year-old kids into two-year contracts and stuff like that, I don't think there's any need for that sort of thing in martial arts at all. If you are providing a good service, they will stay. If they don't want to stay, forcing them because they're two months into a two-year agreement, to me, just feels wrong and it kind of goes against the very fibre, the very being and the the core of what it is that we are trying to do as instructors. The... the the um, the moral, the ethics, the, the martial arts, what it's about. It's just it just feels icky. Doesn't doesn't sit with me. Again, if you're doing it, then you're doing it. And I'm you know I look I got I got friends that run schools that have contracts. That's fine. They that they make it work for them, but it just doesn't work for me. What I will say is be prepared to work hard. You can't. Too many times you'll see people all open schools and then be moaning. Oh, I've got no students coming. Oh, it's everybody's fault. It's the, the, the. No, at the end of the day, I said it again. Jeez. Please, I've got to stop saying that. <laughs> oh, I hate that saying. But no, you've got to put the work in. It's not going to happen for you. You've got to, you know, you've got to get, out, get up. Right, what am I going to do today? This is my list. This is what I'm going to focus on. Bam, bam, bam. And, and, and do the stuff. You can't. You can't sit around and play computer games all day and then rock up to the gym five minutes before first class and then switch your mode into teaching, uh, headspace into teaching. You've got to be like, okay, what can I do today? What, how can I advertise? Who can I approach? Who can I network with? Who, what, how, what can I learn? What can I do? Um, you know, if you look Facebook the way it is now, even if you have no money to spend, you can still be getting out there in your community. Be a little bit cheeky. Just just bend the rules a little bit. There's this little, there's these Facebook groups for. You know, selling items. You know, furniture groups and stuff. Accidentally post a po- poster on your for your school there. And then just apologise profusely if somebody catches you. You know, that, you know, you can get away with that sort of thing a little bit. On the subject of posters, um, this is the good one. Do not make your own posters in Microsoft Publisher or Microsoft Word. Stop doing that. Okay, that look. There are plenty of advertisers uh, or people that. Uh, make this fantastic artwork and posters available all around the country you may even have some students as well but without i'm not going to start naming specific websites but if you get out there and look there are ways and means of having posters made up for as little as sort of 15 10 15 20 quid decent posters you know so there's no need to be doing crappy microsoft publisher you know pdf files you can you can pay somebody a few quid to make you up a professional looking poster that is just going to raise your profile so so much, um, and then you then you have something that you can spend some time posting in these different Facebook groups and and getting you know uh, word out. Now uh, this is again uh, just a couple of final ones, but this for me is a, a it's another one that sort of divides the community a little bit. And uh, people have different opinions, but for me, I've always been one for uh, I, I like to keep in shape, and okay. I'll, in all honesty, not absolute perfect shape. I, there's always room for improvement, but I like to be able to do the things that I'm asking my students to do. Okay, uh, can I do the stuff now at nearly forty as well as I could when I first opened at just turned twenty? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. No. There are certain things I have a better understanding of and a better grip of. Absolutely, but 
on the whole, I'm not as flexible or as agile as I was at 20 as I am in early 40. Absolutely. But am I at nearly sort of peak condition for my age? Yeah, I like to think I am. Okay, and I feel that is really important with regards to running your martial arts school. Um, now I know some people will turn around and say, "Okay, but no, you know, you see so and so boxing coach and gymnastic coach and da 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 da." da. I, the thing with that is, I would say, is this is what we're dealing with is it's martial arts. Okay, and we will stand there in front of our class, in front of our kids and adults, and talk about self discipline, self control, focus, and all these key attributes. When we're, you know, when they're when they're feeling like quitting because it's getting too hard, and we don't quitters don't quitters never win. Da da da. da. If, if we're going to do those, say those things, and 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 preach about those things, then really we should be making some sort of effort to follow those as well follow those guidelines as well i get it look i I, i've had health issues that have come up that have meant that i can't train certain things in certain ways absolutely and i get that i respect that and that is totally fine and understandable but laziness isn't a medical condition okay and only you'll know yourself if that's if that's your situation so give that one some thought absolutely uh my final top tip, I guess I would say, is don't care too much about what other instructors think, okay? Be be aware of it, but don't spend too much time thinking about it all the time. Don't let it take over. Don't let, don't let all your decisions on how you run your school be based upon what other instructors are saying on social media or thinking or you think they're saying or that sort of stuff because they're not the people that are going to be coming into your school to pay for classes to pay your bills to pay your wage okay you need to be getting into the mindset of the parents of the students of the people that want to come into your school not about the bloke in the other school two miles up the road that thinks you teach crap martial arts okay his opinion is completely irrelevant Okay, you could teach the best classes in the world and odds on he's going to find something wrong or she's going to find something wrong to pick fault at. Okay, so try not to. I used to do way, way, way too much of that. Okay, the moment I stopped giving a crap about what the martial arts instructor who has like 15 students, second I stopped giving a crap about him and started focusing on what I'm doing, it makes life so 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 much easier so much better um and you know everything the quality of of my students the quality of my school the standards and everything actually rose because i was putting more focus into what i was doing as opposed to what everybody else was thinking so hopefully that helps somebody out there so that brings us to the end of this one today um a little bit shorter today obviously with it as i said at the start the summer holidays it does kind of um it eats up time and it's the same for me i've been spending more time with my kids and getting out and doing stuff um and hopefully you guys are out there too so uh, on that note we're going to finish up and um, thanks again to everybody and this is look believe it or not we're on to episode 14 already this is just amazing i'm so so pleased how this has gone um, if you get some time, go check out the interview I did with Sandy in his in his uh, online blog. That was a really cool experience. And then check out some of his other stuff as well. Um, I hope to be with you all again. The plan is to be with you next week um, and continue to do this weekly for as long as I can keep it up weekly. Um, have a great weekend, whatever it is you're doing, and I'll catch you all next week. Enjoy our podcast? Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Kickback with Chris on iTunes today.